Hello and welcome back to Betch Slapped. I'm Jordana. I'm Aileen. I'm Sammy. And we are here to talk about all the things pop culture and Game of Thrones. Can we please get into it? Everybody who doesn't give a shit about Game of Thrones, just fast forward. Go look at the description and see where we stopped talking about it. Exactly. Fast forward now, but we need some time to discuss. Let's do yes, it. Yes, we do. This is the penultimate episode we just watched on Sunday. Right. This was supposed to be the here's, craziest one according to the Here's kind of my feeling from about HBO. What's going on? I feel like they should have done an additional season to this one because everything feels very like rushed. Everyone is saying that, right. that it's rushed. Or just it's had like, it be 10 episodes rather than six because you need time to Even though to they're marinate. all an hour and a half. Yeah, but even if they were an hour... I think the issue is that because it's only six episodes, we're experiencing this transition over six weeks rather than over 10 weeks. And there's no time in between for like the character developed to marinate in our heads, which is what we've been saying all like season is like things are like a little too easy. Like they're just like checking shit off to like finish these plots. Well, it's more like they don't give you time to like internalize. Like, so last week we walked away from or two weeks ago, the last scene was Daenerys walking away after Missandei was killed. And then this week she starts like kind of going crazy. Right. But like there's no fill in. Like all you see is her walking away very upset. But like there's not. Well, you didn't show, know what happened. There's not like a bunch of like tiny little hints that have null and like uh, inevitably lead to like something big. Do, right. Instead it's like trigger like this thing is happening. I think that over the course, I mean, I, I kind of agree with the rushness, but I also don't really care that much because, I mean, everyone loves the action of Game of Thrones, and that's what just th- what they're giving us. They just want to close out the season with everybody kind mm-hmm. of content. I think that, like, I, I think that... Who's content, though? I don't know anyone who's content. I mean, I, the <laughs> thing is, I don't think anybody... There's no way to make everybody happy. Well, they're but just, I think clo- they're no just one's closing happy. like all no, the storylines. No, I think lines. there are enough people who are fine. Like, there's a calm episode between each crazy episode. And I think, like, in the last episode, was it was there, pretty was chill. Yeah, the only crazy thing was the dragon slaying and, the, and Missandei. Everything else was just conversation. I think that the... The whole series you've been showing, they've been showing us that Daenerys has a crazy side to her, but she's always had people on her side. And now that we, we're seeing that like over the course of last season and this season, you show that she's in the north and she's a little bit scared on her own. And now all of her trusted people are either dead or she doesn't trust them anymore. And so she's alone. And I don't, I mean, I agree it's a little maybe a little rushed, but I don't think it's that it's that absurd that she would do that. She has she she has she could be crazy. Well, I'm actually so because I'm rewatching things from the beginning, I have like the yeah old context and she always said she was always making comments like I'm gonna destroy this shit with fire and blood. Exactly. She always made comments like that, but okay, because this show to be honest with you, is so action-oriented. I think that it takes away from the psychological aspects of it. And I don't really like the I hate the action scenes. stuff. Yeah, like, right? I'm, I can't yeah, even look so at it. Like, I can't even look at it. I can't watch people's heads getting cut off. It does nothing for me. You can just literally write on a title card, insert battle scene here, and then tell me who right. wins and who, di- and Very who dies. Very And I would be so fine with that because I, I agree do not that need to a lot of it. people feel that way but then a lot of people need the action scenes right, to counterbalance right. the 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 quiet sort of slow moving episodes right but I like think the that they invest thing, though like I prefer like if they did like ha- like if maybe they showed like the torturing and the suffering of the people down there for like 
half of the episode and then they like develop the characters more for the other half. It was like the a lot of the same like Arya just like dodging like falling shit yeah. and like the thing um, that annoyed <laughs> me the, the thing like out of everything, the things that annoyed me were really that quick exchange with Arya and the Hound about all of a sudden he's just like, they get to the city center after that entire journey and that's when he goes, kid, don't come with me. You will die. Like, she's like, I, she's like <laughs> you're right. Like, she couldn't have said that before. Right. She came all this way. She came all to just this way just to just change shit. her mind. Like, I understand there's like an element of drama in the sense that they're standing, like it's symbolic that they're standing there in the red keep or whatever. But still, it just like. Right. And then even the thing with the hound and his brother, I felt like I didn't like there was too much time given to that like revenge scene to the like I didn't really care about I didn't need him to watch getting, a battle. Him getting revenge on his brother that much that it needed to take up twenty minutes of the second to last season of the whole show, the episode of the whole show. That right. like we need I, to watch him just continuously being stabbed. Like I get it. Like it's hard to kill you. You were like very I'll be honest, big. I think this this show has has just throughout the entire show and like I think they often have sacrificed like actual like expository character development at the they've sacrificed time that they could have spent on that that would have made the show better more enjoyable at least to me and you spent time on like flashy shit like special effects big battles like I don't need to see any of that I really the part that I like is like the sort of dynamics between the people and seeing and like, how psychologically they're affected by the things that happen to them that's what actually makes the show I think interesting. they usually do a much better job about of creating that balance I just think this season again like I think they're doing shock value very, right yeah. very although I, I took a few days to think about whether or not I liked the episode at the end of it at the end of the day I liked the episode I mean I I liked how they I liked how Jamie and Cersei died like it was very Romeo and Juliet and it was very like I like that too but it was also that was like five seconds of the whole episode most the the vast majority of the episode was just like watching all this like carnage like over and over point. and over and over the again. Point, well, okay, so I watched the, like, after the final rose, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that, yeah, <laughs> and how he was, like, it was really important. Like, usually you, you see, see it from, like, the victim's perspective. But, but, like, you could see that for, like, 20 minutes, not an hour and a half. I think, though, you like, really felt it. You really felt it. And I think also, sure, sure, like, you see it from the victim. But I think, really, what they were trying to do is show you that Daenerys is not good. This whole time, they're tr they, the whole time the audience is led to believe Khaleesi is the mother of dragons, breaker of all chains. Like, she is right. the queen. But really, you're seeing, no, she's actually a, one, a mad queen. Also, though, maybe I don't think, I don't think... Jon Snow should be king either. He was fucking useless this I whole episode. I actually, I, I know I predicted last week that he, he's going to sit on the throne, but I actually think he doesn't want it so badly that he would walk away and give it to somebody else. I don't know who, but Sansa. maybe Tyrion. I, no, Sansa's going to have the North. She's not She's not a Southerner. She's she a, doesn't seem like she'd be a good ruler either. There's no good Sansa ruler. Sansa's secretly, right, that's the point. That's, okay. That's, that's the point of everything. That's the whole point yes. of this, we of just this need show. Good I enough. don't even think, I don't even think that Daenerys, like the point is to show that Daenerys is, is bad or has been bad all along i think the point is to show that power when you when people have it they become corrupt and that that if they become more concerned with protecting their power and make than it personal about, yeah. yeah than about have than about being a good ruler because she could have been the good ruler they showed times when she what she did things yeah but and she, she became disillusioned 
not uh, no she didn't become disillusioned the power went to her head and she became paranoid that people were trying to take it from her well no so, i think though there's part disillusioned like when when her what did she tr- become disillusioned what, with misande's de- like just death yeah, like but that's for not the sake disillusioned. of but con- that kind of stuff has been happening i feel yeah. like the whole time not like, her like, trusted people yeah her husband very first season yeah. like gets killed like I feel like She's people are constantly shit the whole time. Everyone who's been yeah, betrays but he her wasn't like casually. Killed. He wasn't Jorah. killed in like in like yeah, he was that witch like completely like screwed her. her. <laughs> he he got her to trade happened, like, away immediately. the trade away his life, and he was like the and he was like the dead the also, vegetable, and then she smothered right. him. Also, Varys he died. Yeah, it is. She smothers him because to, to put him out of his misery. But that's not he the, wasn't in misery. He was just a vegetable, and she didn't. Yeah, and but like, the yeah. reason he became the a vegetable was just that random guy she, just killed no, her. I think, I think her, her point is just that he's she's been being betray- betrayed like the entire. Like, but that's series. not for the. But that wasn't while she's trying to gain power. She was trying to gain power, power since, since the beginning. This, that was her first thing. No, she's yeah, still was. like a delicate but little. No, she wasn't. She just she, no, she was wasn't. when he dies. Yeah, she was trying to gain power from the very beginning. She it was, at first it was her brother like pushing her into it. Dies, she's she's suddenly she, realizes she's like kind of the queen. either way, either way, I don't think it's necessarily whatever. We're splitting hairs over whether right. it's disillusionment. I think it's more that when people get power, it goes to their head and they become I, they identify themselves with that power right. and then they and then then it becomes they about maintaining it. the power rather than the purpose that they wanted to actually fulfill, yeah. which probably was good. I thought another very unrealistic, weird thing was the Varys thing in the very beginning. Like this is supposed to be like oh. the smartest guy on the whole show. They have he has some like half-ass secret-telling plot, and that's how he goes. Well, like what, he's I, basically like he tells one person right. one thing, and then he's like, "Oh, I guess I'm just like dead." Like that was like almost like a very shitty attempt at like. This guy yeah, like, who's been who plots these like yeah these, like, he just long, catches right, him on these long game things he just catches him on his way in hey man like uh, <laughs> you think you want to be king no all right I'll die yeah I it know. was like the dumbest shit ever like couldn't did you he think just that wait. was that was gonna do it like couldn't he just wait till his little message gets sent out yeah, the guy with the little birds and like all this shit like this is his like that seemed like that's another example stupid. of them phoning it in but I will say I never knew really what to make of Varys but I think he got a good send off like I think he was sent off. I thought it was too quick. It was like he's supposed to be smarter than that. No, I mean he's he was his last the last impression of him was a a positive one. Yeah, like he made a good speech at the end. Yeah. Well, here's okay. Here's what bothered me about Cersei. Not so much about how Jaime died. If Jaime Jaime's death didn't that I feel like he got the death that he deserved. Cersei's death. I feel like she got no. She got nothing this season. Like she she completely. I felt. Was not I feel like that's okay. Done justice. Shit ha- like I feel like that that's okay though. I don't like, know. She's such a compelling character. Yeah. And they didn't right, they ended up. I didn't even think of that, but that's a good point. Right. She was such a compelling character and they literally ha- take you on a ride with her. All like I would say the last right. the last She's like the most yeah. fucked up character. Had, and the then last, she just like dies. Yeah, the last peak I she had was like so it. long ago and then it literally just like petered out. Like I kind of like that because not everything needs a fucking bow. Like I don't No, I don't I, think it needs a bow. But I like think, it doesn't need to have like suddenly justice it's no it's karma no, comes back it, no, it her. doesn't have to that's not what i'm saying i think that something interesting could have happened it doesn't have to be like the the just thing right. that happened it's it 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 just it, what it was happened weird that was she didn't boring. have a plan she always has a plan like she had what, she did have a great dress on in her death she did have a plan <laughs> and she lost 
But the plan was just to like look out the window and like watch what was happening. Her plan was it had no like interesting. Like twist I wish she would like have had some thought. sort of or not or or she had maybe had she left something behind or done something like I don't know. Again, I'm not so the I'm fucking they writer. Needed, they needed so. more time in order to like set all these things up, and I just don't like I don't right, think they like, had. What the time. was the point of the pregnancy? So that the end so, she could say like I want our child to live But like not even anything she's Like even what she was saying upon her death Was like not I don't know I th- I thought it was good Like I'm not I like sad the about Tyrion the episode Jamie scene. That was like the only I love really Tyrion sad. That was very sad Tyrion that. will that remain That was the best scene of the whole episode I, I agree I agree with you I also think Tyrion will remain my favorite character I think unless something very go something goes awry in the last episode, <laughs> well, Tyrion will stand from my fa- as my favorite character from day one. Because the biggest the underdog, Daenerys is not going to find out that he let Jaime go. Well, isn't she going to realize that Jaime's gone? Well, I actually I, I, think she so will much find carnage. out. I think I she know. will find out. Jon Snow, I find very annoying, boring. I I don't. But good ruler. Good I don't. Set of morals. I, think I just think I like think what are you doing? He's following. He's a really good soldier, and he's re- he's that's what he is. Yeah, that's but what he should always stopped. been he, good he at. He could have like stopped them from like continuing to fight. He, he just couldn't. decided not to. There was so no, much could chaos. He they, couldn't. He laid, they he, laid down their swords, and he was gonna stop it. He was trying to stop them. He thought he was supposed to be the leader. He couldn't stop. But if they couldn't stop it, they took Daenerys from Daenerys. Yeah. So. That, that he I started th- screaming fall back stop stop yeah. but they kept going I don't know I felt like he could have like had a no, stronger he could role not. here no he, he couldn't have it because I was, I was she was going crazy here's here's what I thought the most in- okay I will say he's this also episode, disillusioned the scene yeah he is and rightfully so he's like been dead so what I thought was the best part of the of the possibly the season was that scene with the bells when they're like all the people were like saying ring, ring the, the bells, bells. Yes. that was incredible yeah. and and then like watching their faces like watching yeah. Cersei watching Daenerys watching John, and like yeah. just that moment was so good I wanted it to last longer yeah even like it lasted very long yeah. but I wanted it to keep going like it was so intense it was such suspense right, right. Like, and that was silence right but like again like that's the moment that she officially snaps but like why but they didn't why like she like, snapped she was doing because it, i was she, like why this are you isn't doing enough this? because she got what she wanted she won at the top of that moment she won they surrendered yeah she got king's landing but it wasn't enough for her she's like this is how it's gonna end fuck yeah, that that sounds great no it sounds amazing normally <laughs> but because it's it's a reflection of her actual character she wants fire and blood she wanted she that shit she, other, it's anticlimactic for her she wanted to fuck shit up she wanted a psychotic ending she wanted like nothing she wanted to go face to face with cersei but what i didn't understand is why didn't she, she didn't just go take her damn dragon fly to cersei right. and she burn her down her. and the end but she didn't right well i think that's but again that shows you that it's really not about her as much as it's about what power does to people yeah because it's not because, because she could because she already had it so but it's I like think it's she had it she needed to assert it again she needs to be like not only well, am i number one but i'm gonna kill well, she all says, of you she says like i guess it's gonna be fear then and then this is the only way she can do it right. because I because mean, she has no one it was just kind of like no but john, that's everything like, this like is how it's john gonna be i don't have john just, if john had just like texted I her know. back she might have i know he was like not looking to hook up he like did not reply to her you up text right and he she was like, fuck this up. shit, I guess I'm just gonna go. Like, He wasn't looking to hook up, but he was still down to like, you're still my queen. Yeah, I'm and she says, that's not, that's, that's all not that I am. Like, she wants to fuck him. And he, if only goddamn pussy John right, would just like, he's useless. Be, like, just be like, 
no, okay, I'll have sex with you. But they explain that in Winterfell, like the North incest is weird, and for the Targaryens in the that South, why he's not into it. Yeah, that it's he's weird about it. Like it's incest is weird there. Whereas the Targaryens, they're all very incestuous, and it's normal for them. Like they're all their mm. bloodlines, and that's why they say with the Targaryens, you flip a coin. What are you gonna get? Because they're all like highly incestuous. Like Daenerys's mom and dad are brother and sister. Right. They kept saying that, but so are the Lannisters. So they kept saying that. I felt that that was their cheap way of. John has just no ma- manipulative ma- abilities. He has y- no manipulation abilities. That's a good thing for a ruler. Not, not really, because like he could have just avoided all this destruction but I don't if he think had just he, been like. I don't, I don't think hey. he realized it was that clear of a choice that he, it was in his. She hands. said, "Let it be fear." Then there's but really not. But, but to him, she was saying yeah. that to him, not to everyone. But either way, I think that's that why I think Sansa is a better ruler. She's gonna rule the North. She's not gonna rule King's Landing. I promise. So Tyrion is. Maybe, or I don't know. He should. I love Tyrion. But here's know. the thing with... um, with He is good. It's just funny that, that like they, I she went it, all Amanda Bynes because like John wouldn't like fuck her. I found it bothersome that the way that, the, that they sort of allowed themselves to let her go crazy was that they kept being like, well, the gods flip a coin when a Targaryen's born. So that's how they like excuse themselves from having to explain why she went from having to show her actual descent. They just kept filming her like from the side, like glassy eyed, like looking crazier. Oh yeah. She looked like strung out. Yeah, they but right. they did that on yeah. purpose. That's why they were like shooting her from the side in darkness in like that room. Like they tried to basically well, she was use that she has plot. no they no like she's no no one on her side right, but, anymore. But I found it frustrating that rather than than using then again it's because of the length of the season rather than allowing her to like have a development like as a person they used like all of these like other devices to, to cause to 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 basically re like rationalize why that was what happened if she this did. wasn't the last season though like it let's would be say fine. I'm saying it would be kind of okay no i, I think that they would have maybe slowed things down if this wasn't the last they season they would, would have, had have more time but we like would have been okay everything. with it i think we're more so just upset that it's ending i think we're mad at hbo no, for fine. not ordering I'm 10 episodes i'm fine with it ending because i don't like it as much anymore because it doesn't have the same like development and like really like slow methodical placement of things so i'm kind of like this is how it's going to be now like i'll just stop watching i'm fine well with it you ending. only have one more that's you what only I'm have saying. like two more hours that's what i'm so. saying that's why i'm going to keep watching but it's like i don't think i'm upset because it's ending i think i'm upset because they're like fucking it up yeah that they could have like they could have really I, I i think in the grand scheme of the whole series i think it's okay what they're doing i just like i feel okay it's fine it like doesn't let's bother wrap me that it up much. there needs to they need to it need all shows need to culminate at something at some point at some dramatic ending and then the last episode needs to feel like we're either at peace or it's either just gonna go back to the beginning the way that it always was which i think it is gonna at the end of this it's like again the north versus the south well, I just think, or they might be united. I just think this didn't end as well as, say, Breaking Bad or The Sopranos, which I felt had comprehensive endings rather than sort of well, like... Let's end yet. Let's wait till next yeah. episode. I guess we'll see Here's next the thing. week. Next episode is probably going to be like all talking and like political shit. That's but that's that's, that's how that's Sopranos favorite. end. Right. Ended. No, that's my favorite. That's my favorite. Exactly. I guess episode. we shall see.
This episode has been brought to you by Third Love, our favorite bra company. Yeah, so Third, if you guys haven't heard of Third Love, it's a really amazing bra company that not doesn't have just the standard sizes. It has 70 sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And if you have no idea what size is for you, don't worry because they have a quiz. So they have a, a Fit Finder quiz. Over 12 million people have taken, women have taken this quiz it's a fun already and easy today. quiz. It's so fun. I mean, we personally take it. It's so... I mean, I didn't get into Omni, but I did get 100 on the Fit Finder quiz. Exactly. And you don't get 100. What you get is your shape and your size. So it's not only just... You're not just like boil down just like a number. You have various different sizes that could be good for you. And if you don't love it, if you're like, actually, I think that maybe I was didn't answer this truthfully in my quiz, you have 60 days to wear it, wash it, put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can... Return it, but Third Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need, which I find is the best thing that they offer. And it makes me feel so happy. Bras should be free for all women. It's not really fair that we have to wear them. Or we should be... Using our Third Love discount. Exactly. Which is 15% off today if you use our promo code BETCH. So... Third Love knows that there's a perfect bra for everyone. Right now, they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash betch now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash betch for 15% off today. Let's talk about the bride who faked her own wedding. <laughs> yeah, great. So in completely unrelated news. But sort of. I mean, this is a powerful family. Yeah. Okay. Somebody <laughs> Somebody explain it. Okay. I'll explain it. This girl, her name's Andy Potamkin. Her dad owns car dealerships. He's worth Wait, $150 not related million. to Mandy Potamkin. That's a different person. <laughs> yeah. But different. if you drive down, it's so I think funny if the story was about Mandy Potamkin. <laughs> but it's funny. After we talked about this show, about this story, I was driving down, like, I guess 10th Avenue or one of those avenues all the way to the west at where all the car dealerships are. And there's a huge sign, Potamkin. They sell, like, Cadillacs and shit. Oh. So this oh, girl, and I remember this wedding from when it happened because it introduced me to the Amangiri Resort, which I I've been don't trying remember. to I was wedding. waiting for you to say the name of it because I do not know how to pronounce it. I might be Amangiri. wrong. It might be that. I don't know. Whatever. But I remember this wedding. I remember the girl had this dress that looked like sea anemones sort of on the what skirt. What year was this? Like, it was I, probably I never saw this ago. wedding. Okay. I, I saw this wedding and it was like in the desert. It was very cool looking. It was... Just very cool, whatever. This girl, Andy Potamkin, she marries And it's this not just a wedding. It's like a four-day affair. It was one of those big But there's things. a lot of those. People people yeah. have those. But, just but a not wedding. an Amangiri. Yeah, but people do it in Italy, whatever. So, okay. So she marries this guy, Jordan Blackmore. He's like a hairstylist to the stars. They really dated for he a long is? time. Yeah, like yeah. he's Mark Jacobs, like hairstylist. So they, date, they met in 2006, I think, in... A nightclub, Miami. In Miami. Yeah. Yes, according to the New York Post. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> and at Betches.com, we have an article explaining yes. this. If you all, if you are interested in reading it, um, she was, I think, seventeen. I think he was twenty-one or twenty-two. They date for a while. It seems to be a real relationship. They get, okay. they they get engaged. They're going to get married at the fancy hotel of a name we can't pronounce. Um, Come on, Gary. So Maybe. the dad. To give the, let's give some background on the dad. So the dad is this famous car dealer. He has a. He's worth, worth one hundred fifty million dollars. Yes. Um, so basically, as she's getting married, but the, the, the dad, dad obviously the dad has been through a divorce three, or two of his own, and one, three. and one of in one of those situations, his prenup got invalidated, and he had to pay his ex-wife or whatever thirty million dollars. So that's where the dad's coming from. So his daughter Andy and Jordan are getting married, and 
Jordan is like a little bit slow to sign a prenup because it's a it was apparently a very harsh prenup. I assume he gets like nothing. Yeah. In the prenup. Mm-hmm. But he eventually did sign it. But in the process of him not of him maybe disagreeing or whatever it was, she, and the New York Post alleges <laughs> this and, reputable and Jordan and Jordan in a lawsuit alleges that she and her father kind of hatched this plan to not really actually to get trick officially him married, but to trick him into thinking that they did married. Right. Right. So the way that she does this is they're getting married. Allegedly. Alleged. Whatever. Is that they're getting married. This whole married thing is like alleged. Just for alle- the Insert allegedly okay. between all my sentences. So she, they get married in Utah and it's her friend who's like her yoga instructor who's going to officiate. Very on brand. Very on brand for this whole thing. You got to check out her dress, guys. Like, that's really the key thing. That is... I was most impressed by the the fact that you had to break over the... Open the invitation inside a rock. we're not... We didn't even get there yet. I'm sorry. So, we we, we have to go into the details of the wedding after. Because that just, like, drives home how ridiculous this all is. So... Okay, she gets her friend to officiate. She tells her friend that her, the yoga instructor, you don't need to get ordained in Utah because this is just like, we're just doing it there. We're going to really get married in New York. Okay, so the friend, whatever, does this. The Jordan, though, doesn't necessarily realize, allegedly, that they <laughs> or so are he not. he says that. Like, not who cares about alleged, but it's more so that he claims he that says he, he doesn't didn't realize. He thought they were married. Yeah. He thought they were married. I mean, he probably so they thought, get married. They right. have this huge wedding. The wedding is insanely extravagant. It's a four-day affair. They fl- fly everyone on private jets. She has a billion outfit changes. If you look at her wedding on the coveture, it is like divided into sections and it literally looks like it's a photo okay, shoot to for a watch. wedding. Right, well, that's why she had this wedding. Right. Supposedly. Right. So then the, for, she the did it for, PR. for PR, that's what they say, even though it seems like they really did like date and like, were really like eligible to get married. Right. Like this isn't totally fake, but again, like Jordana mentioned, it was very extravagant to get the invitation. You had to like, it came with a hammer. It was a rock and you had to came with a hammer to break it open to get the invitation. So, so it's like, so it's like what Kim Kardashian level. based her like invites with the chocolate on. Yeah, <laughs> that's the, that's what we're talking about here. So the lawsuit that he fought. So basically fast forward three years, they're married for three years. She cheats on him and basically says this marriage is over. And in the, the papers or whatever the papers refer to refer to something called their symbolic union and he was like wait what what do you mean like we're married in her in their separation in their papers. separation papers right because it's not really a divorce so that's what happens and he now is suing because he's saying that this was like basically that she and her father had hatched this plot doesn't he realize to, he never like yeah signed like he My never went to court and he, like, he, hasn't he seen all those other instagrams with the people with outside the court steps being like I know. it's a fish my thing yeah. is is like over the course of three years you didn't wonder about like your taxes or like anything remotely having to do with the legality of being married well maybe they like maybe they file separately separately and like for other reasons but you still check off married you don't check off single right well maybe maybe they just lied on their taxes i don't know like here's what i think i think that he knew and he is really just like pissed that she's breaking up with him and, and he is owed alimony for this shit. But he, and also the prenup, he, did it not, not entitle him to alimony? I don't know what the prenup said. Prenup but doesn't, it, that's prenuptial. If they don't have a nuptial, then he's entitled to something based on like uh, any, I like, get it. Like, like nuptial means marriage. If right. there's no actual marriage, then the prenup is void. I'm saying, but like, but he thought he signed a prenup which said that he wasn't getting anything anyway. So what's the difference? Well, I don't, we don't know what the prenup actually said. Like, we don't actually know what right. it ended up saying. But either way, now he's suing 
them for two million dollars and he's also saying that like the father never came through on like a promised three hundred thousand dollar investment right right so that's why you guys may think that he's lying here's i don't know honestly Well, here's my thought it's almost like these people obviously shouldn't have gotten married and it seems like they didn't. Who so knows? like Who whatever should or shouldn't get married. I mean, it just seems. I like mean, it obviously they obviously didn't have that healthy or strong of a relationship. If one, she's quote yeah. unquote deceiving him with the help of her father. Yeah, there's clearly like for him. I'm sure there's like the part of the reason he wants to be with her is because of all this money. And like, and also there there was a part of it. Did we say this that like he he was banking on the dad, the, the her wife's dad, to put an investment in his company, and that fell through. Well, I don't know if he was banking on it, but. He might have cool. offered him. I mean, yeah. you're saying banking, meaning he needed it. But like, who knows if he really he expected it. it or it was maybe the father said that it was. No, but it doesn't. It's but be an unrealistic it. assumption for him to be like, if I'm his daughter's husband, yeah. maybe he will invest or in my business. But I don't think it was like he was getting married to her to get an investment. Like, I think that. No, maybe it's part of it. Also, I think we can getting an investment. None of these things exist on their own in a bubble. Like part of her appeal is probably also her family money. Like that's not let's not pretend like. Yeah, people are just what's her job in a vacuum. She's an art dealer, right? So exactly, <laughs> right? Like I think both of them were kind of using each other for for her. Probably it was like to get this wedding. Maybe she didn't. Maybe she did love him. Yeah, which I is possible. Really I'm sure she had a relationship at some point. Yeah, whether or not she thought this would definitely last forever. Okay, here's is the like thing. a different they met question. In 2006, they got married in like what 2015 or something. So like, I don't think that they faked a nine year relationship right. so that so that she could have a wedding like I thought that's she, dumb right i don't she think could have had an extravagant wedding to anybody well and all here's the, also the thing like if, if he would he have ever known if she didn't decide she was over it um, no we don't also don't know if he she, does or doesn't maybe know maybe she maybe maybe it was one of those situations like you know those situations where it's like people have been dating so long and then they just get married but they yeah. don't like they're over it but they just still get married anyway Maybe it was one of those. To go through the motions. Maybe it was one of those, and she did really like love him to some degree. Right. I don't know. I think think this guy is like entitled to two million dollars. Like, not really. I don't know. I what did he do for this? For I think it actually. I think it actually depends on like the fact that like I don't know. Okay, it is pretty sociopathic to fake a wedding like with your officiant and not include. But then on top of that, go and have an affair. But also, I think. That's you wrong to, no matter you're what. You're dating this no, person for nine years. It. There's no way you don't know that, that there, there's something in their nature that makes them capable of doing such a thing. Uh, I don't know. Maybe some people are more like they see the good in people and they're a bit more like easily this, fooled. This guy who's dating this super wealthy, like multi-millionaire girl. I don't know, but that's not what he's like. Even if he could have... Exp- he would... Okay, if he thought that she's capable of doing something, maybe he didn't think that this specific thing is what she would actually do. You know, right. like I could be friends with someone and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure she would do something crazy, but not actually assume she would actually do it. Yeah, that's you like know? such a like, significant thing. That's this is someone you're going to marry. Yeah, but so what? So what? People, every single person who know. gets married knows their partner 100% no. Like with z- almost less, also, less like, people. Also, it is pretty, I, I, I think that the... I think the idea that someone would like fake a wedding is like really pretty out there. Like even if you're rich, even if you are have shown manipulative tendencies in the past, like even if you've known the person for nine years and you really feel like you know them, like I think that 
faking your faking a wedding like being in cahoots with the officiant is like right pretty that seems fucked like up. the devious thing did, seems the like thing. that she told the girl like she didn't need right. to get ordained like if you kind of i like, could sort of see a situation in which like neither of them realized you needed to get like an actual contract i could see that too but but here's but the thing yeah, but i might do the, the same thing like with my partner and say we don't need to actually get officially married in utah who needs that right but that, let's get actually married certificate in new york right well apparently the laws in utah are that you actually have to like have an ordained officiant like for for it to be legit like if whatever but who i don't cares know if it's legit or whatever. not legit i know? don't know i don't know i think the main point is the fact that like she faked this wedding like that that she basically fooled him like no, no matter what the other and, facts but again, are, as so that, he that says, doesn't change. It's I, only a big deal because he didn't because it think didn't he just, work out. I think it, like, otherwise he, he'd be none the wiser. I think he's just, not just really. claiming that she fooled him. I have a sneaking suspicion. Why do you? Why do you knew assume like that? I just feel like he just knew like he just didn't think it was a big deal at the time because he didn't think they would get like quote unquote divorced. But here's the thing. You're going to like at what point is he going to be like, so when are we going to get actually married? Maybe he no thought point? that they did get married like in right. New York. I mean, as an adult so person in like the world in the United States, he might be. You have to have some sense of like personal responsibility, like make sure that you got married, right. like sign some like for me. If like I feel like if I was getting yeah. married and I never signed an official document, I'd be like. That's weird. That, like, yeah, but I you're never smarter than most people. You're smarter and more aware of to of know reality. that you have to sign a document no, like, to, to put no, legally I, married. No, but I agree with her in, in the in the sense that you need to have some personal responsibility. Yeah. Like I once fucked up a credit card thing, and I realized like I kept fighting with them and fighting with them, and really I was just fighting my own stupidity. And I was just like, all right, I'll right. give in. So like that, even it, to get a passport, you have to sign something. Yeah. Like, I mean, my my comp, my feelings on this have nothing to do with like who's right and who's wrong. But it really, my only feeling really stops and ends at the fact that, like, she manipulated this person into thinking a maybe or allowed him to believe. I think it's fucked up, but I also don't. I think I, it's fucked up. I don't think it's really that she had an affair after all of this and doesn't yeah. want to. And, like, and he's. And that probably could be fucked up in I, any situation. And probably, though. like. And probably doesn't want to give him any money for it as like in a, in a divorce settlement because that goes right. against the like the, the law of, of marriage. marriage. Exactly. I have a feeling that that he's a little he's not quite as innocent as he I agree comes with that. off. But I, I don't I don't that. know to the extent. I, I think he may not be innocent and he may not have the part like he might be just like too not like he should have taken responsibility for knowing whether or not he was actually married. But yeah. the fact that even if. To t- the, the fact that she would take advantage of his stupidity or whatever it's probably her dad up. taking is there, yeah. but you're probably the dad being like listen both of these people are kind of stupid i'm gonna but this I'm gonna is my, this my, my money. money on the line yeah so like i'm not gonna let these fucking idiots i agree with that like go out there and have their this, they can have a, a fun party but i'm not not with my money on the line right, right. he's like <laughs> only a million <laughs> Right. Which is how much it costs. Right. Well, I'm anyway. just saying, like, that's I, that's probably more. The dad is probably like the real mastermind behind all I of this. Agree going with back to Game of Thrones. I'm sure. Yeah. I play a little game. Right. <laughs> um. So if anybody wants to hear more or read more or see more, go to Betches.com. It's on the front of our website. Also, we should mention that today is an amazing, important day because oh, the yeah. launch of our paperback book, When's Happy Hour, is. Today. today it's out so if you want to get the cheaper version of our book <laughs> a lighter version of the book something you can toss around in your bag <laughs> 
that shake it out yeah, yeah. Sh- you know get it today it's on amazon it's everywhere you can get it on shop betches we sold so many on shop betches today it's I actually amazing you haven't copy. gotten your copy yeah get, make sure you get it asap so I would love to it's get really just go when's happy hour paperback go to shopbetches.com and you know paperback what if you version. know someone who's graduating college and really and doesn't it's know what to do gift. with their life this is like the perfect i think gift. this is also the great gift of like not necessarily graduating but a lot of people go through like quarter life crises when they um are like just don't know what That's i mean also. i've been studying this my whole life i graduated i went into this job and now what like do i love this, this is my passion so we go through all of that in the book and i think it's just like a we kind of like cut the shit, learn about yourself yeah. through career. So um, pick up the book, get it, get it for someone, read it together, talk about it in your chat, do a book club with it. I don't fucking know. You can do whatever you want with it <laughs> as long as you <laughs> buy it. Wipe your ass. Yeah. When's happy hour? Paperback. All and right. so we're doing a panel tonight at... Um, made by, made by way or we made by way. If you and happen to listen to this at exactly five p.m., you may you can run, and, you, and you run really fast. Yeah, and if you love career stuff, we also have a um, podcast where we interview other entrepreneurs. A lot of people who didn't go to business school but um, have figured out a way to be successful. It's called the ones how we. One's Happy Hour podcast. And the people on the season are amazing. We have the Fat Jewish. We have Julie Bar- Rice. Barbara Corcoran. Soul Barbara Corcoran. Baked by Melissa. Who's up, Snooky? Snooky. Yeah, yeah, we have a lot. And we have a lot more coming. So it's gonna be check great. it out. Um, you guys want to jump to some emails? Let's do it. Imagine we'll if r- I was just like, nope, I'm leaving. <laughs> we'll be right back. I'm out. So... As you know, um, I just moved into a new apartment and I got a brand new uh, king bed. A king for your king? A king for my king. <laughs> that was actually his caption That's idea. That's really funny. Um, I thought it might be, honestly. I was like, there's no way she would ever do this on her own. It was his. I was like, okay, that's kind of like almost a little romantic. That's sure. what I thought. I was like, this is very publicly romantic for her. Like, lots of people are going to see this. Well, I'm in a romantic mood. I just yeah. moved in with my boyfriend and we have a new king lisa hybrid mattress um it's a it's a sapira which is their most advanced luxury hybrid mattress it's made with premium foams and springs for enhanced pressure relief with edge-to-edge support um and it's designed with the best of both worlds in in mind i've been sleeping on it now for a few nights and it's amazing i've had a really really good night's sleep and i love having a king bed um because now that I'm will be sleeping in the same bed as someone for a very long time, it's nice to have your own space. Isn't it weird that like you're never gonna not like share a bed? I mean, if, if all Other goes than on vacation, if, if all goes well, then ideally, that, ideally, right? It's like the best case scenario. I yeah. never get my own bed ever again. Right, I know, and that's, that's like weird. And that's commitment. Right, I know. Um, but it's great because like you know having a good night's sleep is like really just the key to having a good day and being on your shit and having like everything like just go better for you the next day i feel like you eat healthier you are healthier you feel better you feel like you're more brain power and all these products have been thoughtfully designed to go beyond creating a comfortable bed and to transform your bedroom into a sanctuary that you want to spend time in and i know that you can definitely relate to that since yes. we both talk about how we really need to uh, when we're Sleep. like when we're home we need like our space and a sanctuary where we can just like be not talk to anyone right just be and be good and lisa donates one mattress for every 
10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits, which is also like really a amazing. Lot. Yeah. It's like very, very good for the world. Um, Love they're, it. They're made in the USA. There's in-home delivery and setup is available. Also, financing is available. Yeah. Um, so don't miss out. Live healthier, live happier by resting deeper. Order today and get 15% off your purchase for a limited time at lisa.com slash slapped and use promo code slapped. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash slapped. Promo code slapped. And keep in mind that you also get a 100 night risk free trial plus free shipping and free returns. Dear Betches, I just have a lot of feelings. I'll read the first one. Dear Betches, longtime listener, first time asking for advice. Eagerly seeking your level of expertise on handling awkward social situations. I like this email because it reminds me of how I used to write emails in college. All one big paragraph. Um, <laughs> one of my would do it if you could. <laughs> I would if I could. One of my best friends is planning her wedding. I assumed I would be a bridesmaid because we treat each other like family. And if I were getting married, she would 1000% be in my wedding. I was surprised and hurt to learn I didn't make the cut for being a bridesmaid. When I talked to her about it, she told me she was obligated and had to put others in the wedding, such as her sisters and friends she's known since childhood, and can't further further expand on the wedding party because her groom wanted a smaller party. I'm not some psycho bitch and completely understand my place in her life and that others come first. She verbalized she wants me to be involved in every step of the way, and that means more than standing at the front during the ceremony. Mm-hmm. It may be my own shit, but I feel rejected as fuck still. Sorry, <laughs> AF still. And I am now c- constantly overanalyzing and thinking why I wasn't good enough to make the cut. I have every intention of being there for her and helping with the usual bachelorette, bridal, day of, etc. Um, how do I get over this feeling of being left out and feeling like I'm not good enough? Can't help but feel like the actual bridesmaids are going to have that she doesn't even go here look when I try to support or help plan things even though my BFF asked me. While I realize this is a lot of girls dream to not be asked, it's turning into a sore spot for me. I certainly don't want to distance myself because I can't get my shit together and handle my emotions. This may also have to do with the fact that I keep asking what my place will be at her wedding. I'm single, going without a, a date, and know, uh, know her friends but not super close, so I'll be sitting alone trying to focus on the bigger picture and just be happy for her. But I just, but I need to get over this hump to really do that. This is taking away from the overall excitement. Any thoughts? Sincerely bridesmaid rejected batch. Oh, I feel so sad for her. I do too. <laughs> I feel like I there's feel like something this is a new, we're not. I feel like this is a new yes. close friend. Like, like someone who just, maybe they moved to the same town. This is one of my best friends. Right. But I think it's a newly close like within the past maybe two years uh, does she have any other friends i that's not in the email but well i guess she said she has to put her friends in since childhood and no 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 the the, and her sisters the the one who's writing the email i'm saying the the, the, she's saying the other one has childhood friends so maybe she has a new i think it's yeah i think she has new things where maybe like you need to sort of figure out like why you want to help her do you want to help her for recognition that you are such a good friend that you are like... Are you a two in the Enneagram? Because that would be a very two-like thing to do. I don't know what that means. I really need to learn. (laughs) Um, But like, are you really doing these things for the recognition of like being that supportive friend? Or are you really doing it just to help her out? Because if you were doing it just to help her out, you won't give a shit what those other bridesmaids really think, you know? But here's your... I mean, not to bash your friend. But it sounds like she wants you to do all the annoying shit associated Did with being a bridesmaid without any of the honor, I which agree. like, I mean, that's not really being stated here, but like, that's kind of an annoying ask. It's basically being like, uh, 
I would love for you to do all this work. I don't think that but she not asked actually. Well, she, she says, says she that, did. but I really she wants her to do like, all this stuff and I be feel up there. like it was a response to when the girl was like, "Do you like? I really want to be there for you." And she should probably be like, "Well, yeah, if you want, you can, you know, do right. Come to all the things, yeah. and do it. right." Because because I don't see the first girl being like, "You're not a bridesmaid, but here's the list for the yeah. bridal shower." <laughs> I feel like maybe. I think I you think need to you reevaluate this friendship. Honest conversation with yourself, and like say, okay, she doesn't want me to be your bridesmaid. Then you know what? I don't think it's really my job to go and do these things unless you genuinely, in your heart of hearts, need need to give. You know, like, but you can't expect something back. Like that's what you're not getting over. You want to give and help her, but you can't expect recognition back. Also, if it's bothering you and your and your emotions are sort of in the way, that's a good. That's okay because you don't have to do anything. Like, why don't you just not? Why don't you just not do anything? She wants because she wants to to put herself up as like someone who's very special in this person's life. But this might be a good opportunity for you to sort of evaluate this friendship because clearly it might be more one sided than than you think it is. And I think I mean, or maybe it's just newer. And like, but perhaps, also, but, but like, also like you don't need to like keep giving and giving like sort of a needy way just for that person to sort of recognize that you're a good friend. Like in friendships, it has to go both ways. So like you can take a step back and be like, OK, like if you didn't want really want me to be a bridesmaid, that's fine. I'll just come to your wedding. I'll be there to support you in that way. But I really I can't, you know, just go and help you plan everything. It's honestly like I, I love you, but, you know. Like, I, you want to pay me like <laughs> well here's the thing you don't even have to like offer like you don't right. have to continue yeah, this conversation she's probably gonna feel weird about it what i recommend this girl does i re- recommend she looks into the enneagram she <laughs> is probably no i'm serious she's probably a two two the, basically the way the enneagram works is different numbers they're not like qualitative or quantitative they all represent like you, you, what your motivation is and this and some people are motivated by giving because it makes them feel important and there's different reasons that you might be motivated to give it might be like totally just genuine and selfless or at different levels it might be that like you like the attention you get from giving or it might be that you like to feel needed so i would look into yeah. this into this like personality um I guess system and see if that's how you identify because then you can understand how you relate to the world and how like why it's so important for you to like to to be involved like again like you said like some girls would be it would be their dream not to be asked like you save a ton of money you save a ton of time you are less hassled I, I you also can wear whatever you want but you obviously want to do this because you want to right, be involved why? and why is that so maybe examine that and it'll I, help you understand yourself better I also think examine like what is that feeling that you're actually feeling not necessarily like She's like, why can you not sit with your emotions? You're saying that if you take a step back, you can't even handle that. So like you have to understand like what, like why, what it's missing. Are you actually just projecting this like another, another feeling on this situation? Like maybe you're upset that you're not going with a date or that you're not like you feel a little left out from this all these other people or that maybe there's other friends that you are distancing yourself. So maybe like look at it. And, and, I don't and think try, it's about right. It's not about yeah, this. Try try thing. to really understand that that feeling. Why you can't sit with yourself. Right. I also feel like because I do feel like this is probably a new friend, and she thought like, oh, this like we're closer than we are, and maybe this is like putting it into place for her, and she feels like she had really come to rely on this person, and it feels shitty. Yeah. Understandably. All right. Do you want me to read the next one? It's kind of long. Yes, you can do it. Okay. 
love you guys and all your podcasts. I'm 22 and I've been out of college for a year now. In high school, I had a very close group of friends, but I never really found them in college. And it's something I really missed during those four years. Well, this past year, I found myself on the edge of two different friend groups. One is the girls I used to hang out with in high school, and we have rekindled the group after all moving back to our hometown. And the second is a group of girls I was friends with during my semester abroad in college. My issue this past year is that while I love both groups of friends equally, I feel like trying to fit in into both has A, prevented me from being as close with the girls in each one and B, has left me feeling burnt out and like I don't have enough time to do everything. Obviously, these two problems play into each other. For example, this past weekend, I had just gotten back from a week-long trip to Spain and was super tired and looking forward to a quiet weekend of staying in to sleep, doing laundry, Pilates, whatever. But then, Friday, the college group friend invited me to a baseball game to celebrate one of their birthdays, so I went and ended up going out till 2 a.m. Then Saturday, our old friend from high school that lives in a different city came into town and we all decided to go get... Happy hour, which turned into going out until 2 a.m. again. I could have done the baseball game and HH, happy hour, but skipped the partying. But let's face it, once I have a couple drinks, I'm always down. Plus, I feel a lot of bonding happens in those late nights out. I feel like I need to invest in spending more time with each group if I am ever going to be considered a true part of either one. I have also tried to merge these two groups, but this is like Alexa, um, in middle school, merge these two groups, but they're both so tight knit and hasn't worked. I am just sick of, and of feeling tired slash hungover all weekend, every weekend. And my job is so time intensive that I'm out of the house 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday, including my commute. So hanging out during the week is also exhausting an exhausting option, although I do have bachelor night, etc. So I'm not just saying the week. It's very specific. What do I do? Do I just need to pick a group in order to truly become part of one? I am sick of feeling slightly left out at all times, but I also love both of these groups of girls. I've considered setting a boundary with myself and only going out on Saturdays moving forward, but I think that will prevent me from seeing both groups of girls every weekend. And again, that brings me back to feeling slightly like an outcast. Any thoughts and advice would be appreciated. Cheers, burnt out batch. This is like such a 22-year-old now. This is like the quintessential 22-year-old yeah. issue. Because no one's, once you get, the older you get, the less time everyone is hanging out together in a group. Also. And the less important it is that you're at everything. No, right? but it's also, the, the key thing that she keeps repeating is truly becoming part of the group, which is something that is such like a, a reflection Young. of youth because you aren't, mm -hmm. like you don't feel like an individual then. You feel like you need right. a group. She's not talking about any individual within the group that yes. she wants to maintain it a friendship with. It doesn't really matter. Right. It's like you need to be in the core group chat is like what it is. It's that like feeling of that. It's not even belonging. It's like it's like you just need, you need the crew. You, right, you need the status in the crew. Like the you crew. need to be named. Like if, if there were aim profiles, you want to be yeah, in the aim profile right. of life. Exactly. Right. But this isn't as significant as the relationships that you have with individuals within the group. Right. Which is something that is probably more important and will become more important the older Definitely you get. Later. Things become less about like what crew I'm in and more about like my individual relationships with various Which people. Which doesn't help it. her now though. So like but the reason that the crews are so important is because that's probably how everyone thinks. Exactly. Like, I'm sure everyone in the crew exactly. is like not focusing on their individual Because when one person decides like it's cool to be an individual then somebody <laughs> else is like oh wait, wait they look like they're having they a good time like being themselves they don't like, give as much of a fuck as i do right <laughs> and this is very hard advice to follow but i think if if i were you i'd be like this is how much energy everyone only has a certain amount of energy to give it's not like an unlimited un 
amount of energy for Kinds everything could be rusty and you could have unlimited, <laughs> unlimited. <energy. laughs> generally most people have like a, a finite yeah. amount of energy and the way that you choose to spend that either can make you happier or can make you less happy and this sounds like you're overexerting yourself for like some something that you think will make you happy which is maximizing your time with these two groups of people when like it really is much more important to think about the quality of that so mm-hmm. I fire you. But I, w- I think that none of them are having quality. Is like well, no. I think I think no, you can have quality a in, a, in a group quality. of people. Like you can have a you can have fun nights out that are like make memories and have high quality things. But you don't have. But doing that every week doesn't doesn't usually mean that every week it's high quality. So yeah. I would pick like one or two nights a month per group yeah. maybe and be like these nights I'm going out I'm gonna like fully immerse myself I'm gonna fully be there and be present yeah and like get really into this I'm not gonna be tired because I'm not doing this all the time uh-huh. this doesn't feel like redundant and like old like it like it would if you did it every week or every weekend day right and but just, I c- and and sort of be in be in that moment and it's okay to it's okay to hang out with a be really want to hang out with a group and feel left out if you're not doing that or feel kind of like a FOMO situation which is a natural thing to feel but do you feel like that answer is like it doesn't work for that it doesn't work because in reality like the being part of all the nights out is kind of like what gives her this feeling of belonging which is more important at this but that's in her her. own mind I think right but I think that it is but I but I think that it genuinely does matter in the situation like to I think it does matter if you put yourself in your in your 22 year old shoes like the idea of just sitting at home and being okay with that while everyone you is out is so impossible because you feel you think that you are this everyone is talking shit about you and you they think are they yeah i think it's more about like wanting to to be out and do things and you have more energy when you're younger no. no but like i'm saying the alternative like she's saying that she wants to stay like she can't handle it i okay you you gotta just like I don't I don't know I, here's the thing I think she needs to either maintain this schedule yeah if she wants if you want the feeling of the belonging which you have when you're 22 with the two groups with the two groups you got to maintain this this kind of annoying schedule but if here's here's what I think she needs to hear is that you're 22 now but in the next like five years you will people not be are gonna go yeah people are gonna go aging. in different directions people like these friend groups will shift other people may be Dissipate. feeling how you feel you you might decide that you maybe really only like one or two people in each group and you might decide that you're totally fine just kind of yep. floating around immersing yourself in those friendships and that being part of these this big crew might start to matter less to you maybe as it starts to matter also, less to other people these great right, these crews will not be hanging out two nights three nights a week for the for like the next know. three years they won't 25 i was still going out all the time at 25 probably at 27 no but they, <laughs> but like they might you know some might get boyfriends and they might decide they don't go yeah. out as much and the importance of this might lessen but while it is as it is if you want that that feeling of belonging which is like somewhat of a farce maybe but it's fine because that is as real as it is to you to at you. this age yeah. like you might just have to keep doing this or you sit and or you decide if you're you able care. to if you're like you can if you have enough self-awareness right now think about like what actually makes you happy at this age and like spending time with these people like what is it that makes you happy or is it really you just want to not feel left out or not talk shit about if that's the thing right. that like if you actually enjoy hanging out with the semester abroad people spend more time with that if you like you don't you know like just either either think about what makes you happy and then follow that 
or if you have the self awareness, or keep up the schedule. Yeah. Right. And yeah. eventually, I mean, every single decision yeah. you make is weighing your yeah. how bad you want to stay home and not go out versus how much you want to potentially have a fun night. So, but one, the stakes are not that high, I think. Also, one thing she could do is like. Don't fall off maybe, the face of the earth. Maybe don't like take action right now. Like maybe just over time start to pay attention to how you feel when you're with various people and who you actually feel like might be worthwhile investing in and then and then allow your decisions. Don't think about like you have to have one strategy. Like just each decision, like each night out, allow that to be driven more by like your case internal feelings basis. on a slow and steady yeah. path. Like it doesn't have to be like you have to change something right now. Nice. All right, let's play right, games. Let's play games. This episode is sponsored by Lola. Lola is a company that brings a modern approach to feminine care. They're a female-founded business offering a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, liners, and all-natural cleaning wipes. They are founded by women for women. Unlike other major brands, Lola products are 100% natural and easy to feel good about. No BS, no mystery fibers, no doubts about what's going in your body. Plus, Lola products come in a simple, customizable subscription. It's really amazing. Yeah, so honestly, the subscription is really great. I've tried it and you can customize like what you want. So the number of boxes, how often you want them delivered. Um, it's really, really flexible. You can like skip a month if you just don't feel like it or you like stocked up or you had too much, you know, things change every month. So like you can really build your box of however many you want. So no pun intended. Yeah, no pun intended on the box. So like you can have a, a box of 18 tampons or 12 pads. You can have a mix. You can have super jumbo. You can have um, light. A, a, a light. So if you have a heavy flow and a wide vagina, you can get the right Lola products for that. And it's really up to you. I love how custom it is because... That's so important. Everybody is different. And what I need is so different than what Sammy needs. And like when she knows, she kno I just know, like I know your body. So anyway, for 40% off all subscriptions, visit mylola.com and enter promo code BETCH when you subscribe. That Again, that's 40% off all subscriptions. Visit mylola.com, enter code BETCH when you subscribe. I love Lola and not just because this is an ad. I really do. Yeah. They're amazing. Let's play this game called Were They Married? Based on uh, this pop culture moment this week with the fake wedding. Um, so we'll give you the celebrity couple and you guess whether they are married or not. Well, we guess. You guess. And you guys at home. Yes. Listeners at home. home. <laughs> okay. All right. Sasha Baron Cohen and Isla Fisher. Yeah, they're married yeah. now. They've been, they dated for eight years before getting married in 2010. Yeah, and they're still married. And they're still married. Thank you, Eileen. That's not part of the game. <laughs> Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. They are not married, but no. they're together. Yeah. <laughs> How long have they been together? 25 like, years. 30 years at this point. Since maybe. 1983. So that's oh, shit. Way so long, like, longer than 30 years. 30 30 years. And they've years. never gotten engaged. Yeah. Maybe that's Six the key. Uh, Gret I think it is. Gretchen Rossi. <laughs> she was married before that. And Slade Smiley. You don't they're, know who they are. They're no married. Idea. They're not married. Gretchen proposed to Slade in what? 2013 and is currently pregnant with their first child, but they've never gotten married. Shut up. She doesn't want to like have his oh, child she support on his. Doesn't want to get married. Yeah, right. good for her. She wants to get married, but she doesn't want to be like in debt for his child support. Yeah. Leighton Meester and Adam Brody, married. 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 They got married in 2014. I remember that. Bradley Cooper in and Irina Shayk. Not married. Not. Not married. They've been together since 2015 and they have one kid together. Yeah. 
And Lady Gaga is mad about it. <laughs> and Lady Gaga broke, broke off her engagement. Oprah and Stedman Graham. Not, not married. married. Um, anything else about their relationship? They've been together for a very fucking long time. Are they yeah. engaged? Forever? Are they in a civil union? They've been engaged since 1992. Oh my God. Let's talk about, about a long engagement. <laughs> oh my God. Is she planning a wedding? <laughs> Do you think she's <laughs> saving 17 years? Do you think she's saving up 27 years? I'm sorry. Oh, we do math. Yeah, we forgot the years. 2000s. I always do that. Yeah, same. Um, Leslie Everyone Mann does. and Judd Apatow. Married. Married. With two kids. For 21 years, yes. Anna Kornikova and Enrique Iglesias. Married. No idea. Not married. Interesting. But they've been together since 2001. And they, they just had a kid. Together. Or another kid, yeah. Eva Mendez and Ryan Gosling. Married. Not married. No? Married. Not married. Not oh. married. They've been together since 2011 and have two kids together, though. Yeah. Oh, that must be why I thought they were married. Yeah, he. She said like she didn't think she was gonna get married, and then she met him. Well, but she still she's didn't still get still married. married. Right. Or she like didn't think she was gonna like settle. Yeah. Carrie Mulligan and Marcus Mumford married as fuck. Oh my god. <laughs> They're married. Do you know their story? Um, no. Please tell me. I'm in love with Marcus got, Mumford. Sorry, Rusty. They got married in 2012, and they were childhood. Did you say 2012 or 2012? I don't know. I change it. Doesn't up. matter. I don't know. It's the same shit. It's weird. Keep going. Tell me. I'm sorry. They were childhood pen pals and then reconnected once they were both famous. They're childhood like, oh, who's that old pen pal I had that's now worth multi million dollars? Well, they're both. They're both rich as fuck. I wonder. I think he's richer. Definitely. Guess. Yeah. hundred like percent. He's a musician. Hold on. They got married when? 2012. I love 2012. Him. He, they just had a kid. He's really sweet. Ugh. You know him? I know him. <laughs> well, I can't believe you didn't know they were childhood pen pals. Okay, like I them. don't know everything about their relationship. British? Yes. Interesting. I would love a pen pal. Yeah, and he like talks about her in, on the last tour. Ugh. I just love that. Anyway. Maybe you should get a Carrie Mulligan haircut. No, that would not look good on so me. so bad. Okay. So funny. Who do you want to batch slap this week? Betches. I want to betch slap Jon Snow because I just <laughs> feel like he's a piece of plastic. I just feel like he's not doing much, and I like was expecting more out of him. I want to betch slap HBO for ordering only six episodes <laughs> instead of ten. That's um, really the source of the problem. I uh, again, I I think I owe you guys two betch slaps. Yeah, she never um, has any. Want to betch slap one, one of the wedding people? Do you want to betch slap Potamkin dad? Uh, like Daddy Potamkin. <laughs> Daddy Potamkin. <laughs> I don't care about them. I just don't give any shits about them. Do you want to bet slap anyone who doesn't buy the paperback copy of yes, Tap? Yes, yes, yes. I will bet. I'm offering two bet slaps to anybody who does not buy the paperback book. And especially if you you yourself are a huge fan, you tell your friend to um, buy the book, and they're like, "Man, maybe later." Well, you have the you have full permission to bet slap the shit out of them, and you have. Aileen, well, there's we like don't want to be liable for okay, violence here. Bench slap is, is a bench slap is a metaphorical slap but where you look at someone, you go, "You've been bench slapped," and then you walk away. Being that there that are should seven, be a game show, so there's seven billion people in the world. We yeah. might have a few people to bench. <laughs> Hopefully, we have, we do not have to bench slap any of them. Are there I seven am, billion? I am a billion. warning to metaphorical slaps, bench slaps. It's really slapping someone with your eyes. It's sort of like Tyre Banks used to say, like smizing is smiling with your eyes. Bench slapping is slapping someone with your eyes. It's like this. 
Indeed. I'm doing it right now. I feel like it's more like talking shit about them. No, with your eyes. Emotionally no, stating your disappointment. No, it's actually not talking shit about them because it's saying it to their face. It's saying it right. to, their, to their podcast you face. You hear that, HBO? You hear that? No, Denise. Denise from JetBlue. Oh my God. Wait, Alexa. Imagine our Denise Alexa had like a was, daughter and listen. Was listening to that um, episode. She's last like, my mom's named Denise and she's a flight attendant on JetBlue. Rusty's mom's named Denise. Alexa was listening to this episode and she was dying. She's like, I cannot believe Trinette a bed slap Denise she was the worst though I was still annoyed at her 15 uh, can I just say something a $15 <laughs> credit towards a future JetBlue flight is not worth four hours with no TV oh that's I know it's not I'm like get me you TV can now it. right you should call did you call why they they gave me the vouchers and <laughs> me accepting the $15? vouchers $15 do you think you they'll should, give me more you should have been like I only get took an, this in, in flight snack <laughs> I feel like this kind of thing happened yeah she was like you can have a drink or a $15 voucher. Why would you not call JetBlue? Because I, I don't know. You should, should be I like, you want a batch slap? Because I'm giving you no, one you right now. No, you should just be like, she, and you should just be like, you know, I took this $15 voucher, but I really thought that, that you guys do better. I'm a loyal customer. I fly you, blah, blah, blah. Like, then they'll give you a $50 one. Or they'll oh, give you a flight. That's a good idea. They're not going to give you a flight, but they might give because you more. They're not going to give you a flight because the TVs go out all the time. There's yeah, always like not someone give you with a flight. TV out. They're not going to give you a flight, but I think they would give you more money. Maybe I'll call them. It's worth it. I'll I give them a call. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know what? You should value how much your time is worth and then decide my whether t- or my not. TV list time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's like my. <laughs> what did you do? No, 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 no. I like, was so bored. No, I mean, I was, you should I value. Know, you had gay play games on your phone? I, like, cleaned out my backpack. <laughs> That's how bored I was. I love doing you that. You gave them the garbage. I was, <laughs> like, throw. Yeah, I was, like, putting various things in the seat behind me because, like, as revenge. <laughs> Please don't listen to this. I love one. cleaning out my bag. Same. It feels great. But, no, I mean, and you then should reorganizing your time. It? Yes. You, should, you should say, what do I charge for an hour? Let's say you charge $1,000 an hour. But it's, and like, my time call, without TV. No, 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 no. Then you call JetBlue and you're, like, I've been on the phone with you for 15 minutes. That's equivalent to $250. So I want a $250 voucher you're, you're way better customer service than i am <laughs> let's just end yeah. it here let's just end all it right. here goodbye it. all right bye everyone bye. email slapped at betches.com buy our book bye love you bye betches